your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. Welcome back to an abbreviated version of That Scale RC Show. I am one of your hosts, Travis, along with Adam and Jay, and thank you for joining us for episode 77 and a half, or point one, something. And a half, and a quarter. <laughs> Which yeah. is my fault, because I couldn't get my shit together, so I'm really sorry, everybody. It's, you know it's me. It is 100% on me this time. It's always 100% on you. Yeah, but like I can still feel a little bit good if I just like selectively take responsibility for the dumb shit that I do or the weird things that happen. So it, it's sm small doses are what basically like keeps you alive when it comes to this stuff. Otherwise, it's just completely and utterly soul crushing. You know what you need to do? You need to update uh, our sticker sheet and you need to have a bumper sticker that says it's Jay's fault. Dude, Blame it on Jay for sure. <laughs> it's Jay's fault. All the times I wanted to have like a little laughing and stuff, it has to be at my expense. Ne never any other time that I've been like, oh, it's too bad we don't have that. It happens when it's my. I deserve that. Because I, I had it. Yeah, because I had an hour and 12 minutes to prepare tonight. You did a good job. Oh, thanks. Oh, that was great. <laughs> you, you, you take my self-esteem out of the equation, and you did fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, dude, after, after the day that we've had, like, this is just, God. honestly, this is perfect, and I feel better now. Oh. Like, I, I, I legitimately do feel better now. <laughs> like, I needed to get a couple of my <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. Just going to get right into questions. That caught me off guard. <laughs> 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 oh all right uh let's just get into questions um <laughs> elliot Chappelle, will jay take 20 dollars plus a broken rusty pos trx4 as a down payment for one human soul it well, completely depends on whose soul they well, they vary he paid me <laughs> So varies. the screenshot's misleading. He paid me and paid me $50 for a down payment. And so I, this is my determination and I don't think that equals even enough for the down payment. So we didn't specify the soul in question though. It doesn't matter. It's not the question he asked. So he run that by me again. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks plus a broken rusty POS TRX four. Well, that's the deal breaker right there. Is the TRX four yeah. even in working condition? <laughs> like, no, you you can keep that kiddo. He's trying to get rid of it for the portal. You know, real quickly, since you used his question first, you know it was his birthday yesterday. Oh, it yeah. was. It was. Oh, Travis forgot. Usually it's me. I was even texting him too. <laughs> Happy birthday. Travis gets, Travis gets to be the bad friend for once. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure to say happy birthday intern. Oh, gosh. I texted it to him, though, because I didn't want to like publicly acknowledge his existence or birth. <laughs> <laughs> Was the obligatory like on your post not enough for you? Exactly right. <laughs> Thumbs up, yay. 
<laughs> onto a meme about cats now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, uh, Chris Trudeau, why do Jeeps and variations of seem to dominate the scale market? Having just a, added a custom hard body brute to my collection, Jeep seems to dominate. Um, pick for attention is what I started with. Is anyone adding an F and Ford Ranger to the mix? No, never. No, no. It's I. I'm not into a standard cab long bed. Like no thanks. <laughs> just um, not. Just not cool. Well, they can be cool, just not on a Ranger. Yeah, um, yeah. A full size, like you know. Oh yeah, um, absolutely a full size. Like a like, like a K like a K10 or a full size F250. Yeah, it could be cool but not on a ranger. Um, my answer to this has always been the same. It's kind of like the same reasoning for Jeeps and like, you know, real world um, applications. Uh, Jeep is like the Swiss army knife of, you know, the off-roading. Um, it's like the easiest thing to uh, accessorize. You know, they have so many bolt on, you know, bumpers, winches, fenders, light bars, snorkels, you know, different, you can have angry eyes and all this other stuff in the real world. You can also do that in the scale world too. So I think that they just kind of used the popularity of the Jeep in the real world. And that's why they use that as the base, you know, vehicle, uh, in the scale world, because they know it'll sell because so many people have it, even though I know there's a lot of people that go, Oh, not another Jeep, but that's my honest answer. Yeah, like the real world's like all Jeeps and Toyotas for the most part. I mean, there's always like the occasional, you know, something cool. Like like when we were talking about Jared's S10, for example, like, you know, you'll see something like that pop up every now and then or like a really, really cool Samurai or something will pop up. But I mean, yeah, it's almost all just Toyotas and Jeeps for the most part. Yep. Toyota and Jeeps rule the off-road industry. Fair enough. Uh, Jared Blue, and what steps should I take to ensure that I don't smoke another RX4 on the first fire up? Also, this hoodie thoughts in reference to the comments. <laughs> first of all, everybody needs to take a look at the hoodie because it's rad. And second of all, like, dude, I feel so bad for Jared because, like, okay, and I'm this isn't like his shameless Tekken plug or anything like that, but like, there's a lot of fine print in like on Tekin's website as far as like warranty goes and replacement stuff that a lot of people don't take the time to read and they don't take advantage of it like when something is out of warranty or you did like he did and like smoked it and it was his fault you can send it back to them and you can buy a new one for a way reduced price and like he smoked an RX four, which is like a $200 ESC. And, uh, which is, I, I'm not trying to make him feel bad and pour salt on the wound here, but Jared's also an electrician by trade. And so <laughs> he, I think he got the positive and negative leads backwards when he soldered it up and smoked it. And he was so pissed off, which I would have been too. You know, it's two hundred dollars that you just threw away. That he hit the thing with a hammer, like just had like rage fit and Jesus. broke it with a hammer. And then here I come along. Oh shit, dude! You should just send it back, and you can get a new one for half price. Like, <laughs> you couldn't have told me that half an hour. <laughs> so I feel really, really bad for him. But no, like just put on your reading glasses, maybe get, you know, like one of those like magnifying lens things people use for soldering and stuff. And like, make sure you got the positive and negative, right. And, uh, cause there's no GFIs or anything to save your ass and RC. So <laughs> do that and you should be good to go. Well, all right. <clears throat> and I guess we're going to have to get Jay that sweatshirt so you can wear it all the time. It would be super funny if I had the VS410 sweatshirt and he didn't, and I don't even own one. <laughs> it, it would be coveted then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Alex Sims went out on the trails. Do you guys ever get into the make believe aspects of it coming up with scenarios like the bridge is out? So you need to go off road or stuff like that. I've watched some RC logging videos and it just adds something when they have extra motivation, albeit contrived. I was, that's actually the question I was really looking forward to getting to tonight. Like that was honestly like the one thing that was like keeping me from not giving up on my computer and wanting to do the show. <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty funny out of all like the sayings he had to say, he had to say the bridge is out. Cause all I can picture is well, the is movie out. true lies. When Arnold Schwarzenegger is hanging from the helicopter yelling, the bridge is out. <laughs> That is all I can picture right now. Oh, God. <laughs> Isn't that the one that Tom, Tom Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis are in? Yep. Do what? Tom Arnold was great. I wish he was in movies still. Jamie Lee Curtis, on the other hand, can stay out of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She reminds me of Carol too much on Walking Dead. Like sometimes I feel like it's yes. the same person. Yes. Right? Don't, don't they look yes. the same? Yes. Especially with the short hair. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. But, Do you um, want to answer that one first, Adam? Uh, I mean, I don't ever really. I mean, no. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't ever really like think think that. Like, you know, I don't get into like some sort of like, you know, make believe stuff. I mean, it's more like we'll be crawling along. And if, if we're kind of joking around and being halfway serious and like, we can't get up something, sometimes we'll yell, all right, we better stack some scale rocks. And we start putting like rocks under the tires so we can make sure we can like get over the obstacle. And that's like the most, like, I guess make believe, you know, whatever kind of scenario we get into. Other than that, no, we usually are just like how we are when we run our real trucks, we're BSing and laughing the entire time. Yeah, I I am going to go out on a limb here and risk some ridicule and say, yes, I absolutely do wish that I could escape the real world and do the things that he's talking about. Um, in reality, like it's super rare that I even will like use a winch if I'm out crawling with people, let alone by myself. Like I've wanted to do some like, action figure shots and stuff like Elio and Jared and some other guys do just because, you know, it, it's funny and it gets laughs out of people and it's, you know, like that's what the hobby is about. It's all just, you know, having fun and having a good time. And like, yeah, I totally like wish that I could like have some fun little experience and really enjoy RC like at its like purest right there as an enthusiast. But it's like every time that I go out, like there's some sort of work aspect involved with it like i'm getting pictures or trying to get video or something you know and it's like it's always centered around work and then when i go somewhere and there's people around and stuff a lot of conversation gravitates again to work and stuff and rc is one of those things that i never get to experience the way everybody else gets to experience it because somehow my job is always associated with it, you know? So it's like, I don't get that, like just me in the car time and that's it. And thinking about anything else or doing anything else. Like I, I don't really get to have that, but it does sound really, really appealing. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, yeah, that's a probably a really fun idea. I just have never gotten to be able to. So, but I'm not against it. I think it'd be kind of fun. One of the things that I thought about once was doing like a trail run event where it's kind of like a poker run, but instead you have like almost like monopoly cards. Like, you know, you just got a flat, you know, take a wheel off and replace your wheel. You know, if you have a spare, use it. If not, you know, take it off, pretend you're doing like a patch job or whatever, throw it back on. Or, you know, somebody's dog jumped out halfway back on the trail, turn around and go get it, you know? And so like almost make like a trail run, be like a monopoly game that way to where like you have cards that are, you know, shuffled up that tell you like, you know, what to do or point you towards an alternate line because you know let's say you're you are imagining a bridge is out or something or let's say somebody even has like a scale bridge that's 
you know, they're like, you could do like fun little things like that and make it interesting and stuff. And I think that would be something really, really fun for like kids to do for sure. Like I would love to do that for like a group of kids, but I don't know, just my thoughts. That'd still be kind of fun to do as an adult. It almost sounds like, um, I didn't go to it. I think Elio did, um, Jason at CKRC, uh, back when, they were around and they were doing events. He wanted to do an event similar to that. And he wanted it to be something like everything like on your rig kind of like represents like something that you have in your bag. Like, so for instance, if you wanted to carry an extra battery, you had to have like, you know, um, an extra uh, skill gas can, right? Exactly. I dude, I saw that. Like, I can't remember where now, but that sounded like such a good idea. And like, oh, or if you needed like, and then if like you can have a trail snack or means you had a scale like cooler on your thing. It's like, I don't know. It was kind of cool. So I, I never, I didn't get to go to that one or I forget if they were talking about doing something like that and never did it. But um, yeah, no, I think it'd be kind of cool to do something like that. And like, kind of like what you said, the monopoly thing, I mean, that could probably catch on. Cause I mean, like I said, even adults would, would get into it. Like if you just had, um, like if you had a whole course laid out, like anyone would have, like, you know, you, you have a trail with the gate markers and everything, but it like every like third gate marker, there was a set of cards and you had to pick one up and the card had your scenario and yeah, you had to yeah. pick one or the other to do it or this, that, and the other. Oh shoot. You, your, your lug nut fell off. You must go over this rock with your wheel, you know, with, with your, um, with your hex nut uh, removed, you know? So it's like, you know, something like that. So exactly. Like get to a spot where you can, you know, put a Jack under your rig and fix whatever, you know, like there's just so many different ways that you could play that out. And like, I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be fun. Like I, I would be all about that. Yeah, that would be fun. Oh, cool. All right. Um, Nick LaRusso, when doing a styrene interior like the Tamiya uh, cockpit or Proline interiors, what materials for a roll cage would you use and details would you add? Just looking detail, not full dollhouse. Ooh. I would do like an interior cage with like really little like copper pipe or something like that that's not going to weigh anything. Well, I would actually go a step like easier than that. Just get the round styrene. You're already oh, using. That's right. You're already I forget using. that it's not always just in sheets. Like they they have like square stock and round too, right? Yep. And I beam. They have all kinds of stuff. No kidding. God, I need to start looking in. That's like the one thing I've never ever messed with with RC, and I really need to. And, and you want to you want to know what's funny about the they actually have also tubing so you can get the round stock or you can get tubing so like if you even wanted to go even like a step like lighter if that's possible but um yeah and I also only know that because way back when uh, I had a truck and I wanted it to look like it had an interior cage so I got some like three sixteen no I didn't did I use three yeah I used three sixteenths round styrene and i just cut it to what i needed and i just shoe gooed it in the window from the inside so it looked like it had an interior cage and all it was was just round styrene that is such a good idea i completely spaced the fact that there's other shapes to that stuff I, and but that's what i would use like if you're just going for pure looks like if you i mean that thing that stuff will have well i mean unless you use some like crazy adhesive that stuff will have like no strength integrity at all it'll be like right right yeah it'll be like just, a popsicle stick hitting the ground just totally cosmetic for the most part oh yeah that's a good idea though like i've never seen that to my interior he's talking about and it's funny because our friend glenn brought that up either last night or today he had said that um he was doing a power wagon and like actually he's got a really really nice like leaf sprung power wagon build that is pretty incredible and uh he's got some tamaya interior in it but i have no idea what one it is or anything so i'm going to need to ask him because it'd be nice to know like what all the options are out there for interiors because that's definitely something you see more people wanting to do now yeah the only thing that i that that i'm going to also touch in on that is the fact that 
cause I, I'm doing it for a buddy's rig, um, because I fixed up some things on it and I was going to give it back to him, but like, it's got no interior. So it's driving me bonkers. Cause you can see everything. And, um, so, and I can't find like a generic one that'll work. So I'm like, I might have to scratch build it. Well, I've never been a big fan of scratch building because like I was always impatient. So I'd always use like the Dremel or like the band saw something to cut all the pieces. Then you got like, because it's so it's moving so fast, you got to like break off the melted part of the plastic and this, that, and the other, and it, it, you know, it's all right, but it doesn't always work the greatest. So this time I tried that snap and score method way slower, way better. Really? Oh, if you're, if you're an impatient person, I don't recommend it, but I mean, I did it and it's so much nicer. You just use, I use a metal ruler and I just hold it there and I just score it a couple times with my blade and then you just snap it. Dude, it's like a perfect clean line ready to glue. It's like, wow. I said, I should have been doing this a lot longer, like a long time ago. I should try that sometime. Like I, um, a while back I bought just a cheap Harbor Freight, um, sheet metal break just you know, so I could do things like interiors and stuff. Cause with like the gatekeeper and some other rigs, like Travis's um, power wagon, like I'm not completely sure what interior want to do in that thing yet, but I thought it would really be cool. Like when you see trophy trucks and like ultra four cars and stuff like the interior of these things is all like aluminum sheeting, like all paneling. And I, it would be really easy to just buy a sheet of that, like K and S hobby, you know, thin aluminum sheeting you can get at like ace hardware and stuff and use a sheet metal break and you can make you know like a floor with your transmission hump and everything else and like i think you could probably get pretty detailed with it so that i mean that's something that could be used with styrene and stuff too so 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 your your break that you're talking about i have one of those too and that's actually what i used to use to make uh some of my you know very generic flat interiors like when i just wanted to glue somebody in there so it looked like somebody was like in the driver's seat um what i would do is i would actually take um a heat gun and i would heat up the lexan because i buy the lexan sheet mm -hmm. and i would heat it up right around like i'd make a mark with like a sharpie or whatever where i wanted it to bend and i'd heat it up and then i'd put it in that break and i just bend it to where i wanted it and i'd hold it there for a second until it kind of like cooled down and then let go and it actually worked like, you know, halfway decent. I'm going to have to look into doing that because I've got some really gnarly like double stick tape that um, is uh, this material called butyl and it's this 3M double stick tape, like really crazy. And it's not super thick or anything. And it's not foamy like a lot of 3M stuff is. It has like the red backing on it. This stuff just has clear backing and I believe it's used in aviation and, uh, it it's just perfect if you're trying to like seam together an interior or something because it holds really really gnarly and i use it on all kinds of different stuff so i may uh maybe that's what i'll do with trav's power wagon is make some kind of cool aluminum interior and use like a couple wraith seats or something in it and make it kind of spiffy there you go so yeah sweet and then our last one from David Pig, he says, do you think there's going to be any way Axial and Horizon can redeem themselves? The last three releases for Axial have been anywhere from downright disappointing to lackluster at best. The Laser Nut and LMT don't seem to be performing much better, don't seem to be faring much better. Uh, everybody that I know that bought a Capra have either sold them or quit driving them, and I'm not seeing too many SCX 10.3 on the trails. Uh, nobody wants to give 500 for a rig and listen to <laughs> listen to it clickety clack like chitty chitty bang bang. Isn't the Capra still massively would, popular? Isn't there a lot of people well, out there? I, that still I, wish he, I wish he wasn't like holding back and would actually tell us what he's really thinking. <laughs> well. <laughs> Like just, just be honest with us, man. <laughs> well, okay. No offense, but like what this actually sounds like is this kind of sounds like one of the things like it's all hearsay because like, what's funny is <clears throat> I've like, I was at, um, Crawford. Well, okay. It wasn't Crawford here. It was crawling out of COVID. There were quite a few SCX 10 threes on the trail and 
the only ones that ever clicked are the ones who installed the um, the gears wrong. I did it on mine. It did the same thing. It clicked until you looked very closely and realized you installed them wrong and you flip it around. No more click. Um, the, uh, the laser nut car, it's like I could see where he's coming from to an extent too because the laser nut, it's like it's a niche car. You have to be like the person that kind of wants that style because it's not a crawler and it's not really a bat. Well, I guess you can say it's closer to a basher. It's kind of like its own, you know, entity. You can't, you know, really compare it to anything else. So it is what it is. But um, the other thing too is that the the car, I mean, actually, ever since they came out with the Gladiator um, SCX 10.3, I've seen more Gladiator builds than I have the um the actual uh 10-3 and JL. then yeah the jl yeah and then and then the capra he needs to go on to the capra um page on facebook every day there's at least three or four people just picked up a capra this is what i'm doing to it or i'm looking for you know the most inexpensive mods i mean they're constantly like people are constantly picking those things up still so i mean I think it's one of those it's it might just be like in the area that you're at like if you haven't seen it maybe it just hasn't picked up in your area but I that's, mean that's true because like Tutu's dead here like it, it's all ever everybody's scene is different exactly everybody's scene's different and it's kind of like right now I know like in the Arizona area the like Sorka style um, comps are coming back so a lot of people are building like class two rigs to go do, you know, Sorka events. Um, as, as a matter of fact, I think they're even starting those style of events are even starting to come back here in California because Julio had posted that he was going to one on Sunday, but he ended up not being able to run because his car did not meet Sorka requirements. So he ended Weird. up. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting was because I asked him, I said, who's putting it on? And he goes, oh, I forget his name, but he goes, yeah, there's people that even flew in from like, you know, other states just to do this. And I'm like, at Folsom? Said, That's crazy. I said, I Jesus, wow. Yeah, so I was like, well, I guess certain things are coming back because, you know, I think what it is too is the competition aspect is probably getting brought back because people realize you're not going to really, like during these times, you're not really out on the trail spending time with your buddies or family or whatever, there's a lot of people just doing, you know, friendly competition because, you know, they're kind of bored. So they go, Oh, let's see, you can do this better. And I think that's right. where all kind of like sparks the interest again. I feel like the Capra is still really popular. Um, it's kind of the new wraith in my opinion. Like everybody kind of like for a while seemed to get into the hobby and bought a wraith. And that was like the, the go-to rig. And, the Capra seems to kind of taken its place, you know, as far as like a rock buggy looking rig. Um, I actually think the Capras would probably do very, very well at the event that we're going to do the first part of April. Like I, I could see those little rigs doing pretty good at something like that, but um, I don't know. L like you, I've seen a lot of the gladiators and not so many of the JLs, which is strange. Um, well, maybe not. I mean, in in all honesty, like the Gladiator looks really cool. Like it looks really, really, really good. I mean, the body's just spot on. Like everything about it looks nice. So, I mean, I, I totally get the appeal there. Um, laser, laser nut car uh, due to some extra fancy electronics. We really haven't even been able to drive it down the street. Um we're having some weird ESC issues, but I honestly don't care enough to even follow up on it or fix it at this time. Like there's just so many other things to worry about, but I mean, it, it's a cool rig. It's a big rig. I see a lot of people posting about breaking axle shafts. And so they're going with like techno ones and stuff off of their short course. Um, I, the, I do. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Honestly, the only gripe I've actually heard from about the laser nut car is the steering it, it's soft 
Like because if, the if you set it on carpet, it won't turn. Like yeah. you can move the wheel and the, the wheels just stay there if they have too much traction. Like, yeah, I mean, that's one of those things though, is like, if they didn't do that, all these guys would be like running into curbs and stuff and breaking servos and then freaking out about that instead. So, I mean, really it's like, you know, come on, it's an RTR. You expect to have to upgrade some stuff aluminum steering rack not the end of the world if you have to buy one especially if you're more serious driver so cool whatever buy one you know like the the baja ray has way stouter drive shafts and i know they were trying to do the laser nut car around losi's 10 platform which is like a really really successful four-wheel drive racing platform that as it's gotten older has kind of found its way down into lower rtr models and stuff you know um but the technology is still good it may not be the same exact chassis that has you know a lot of like recessed machined areas for lighting and stuff like that you know to make it lighter and things like that but i mean like it, it's all still you know a lot of the same basic components and it all worked and was really good um i don't know why they didn't do the bahare shafts on it though because they're actually the wheel nut on them is even an eight millimeter instead of a seven like i had to buy a wrench just to be able to take the wheels and tires on and off the bahare but uh they look beefy as hell so i mean that that would have been something i would have considered transferring over to that laser nut car but i don't know like i i I'm sure Axial's doing just fine, really. I mean, slash Horizon. Well, the thing that I think is pretty interesting <clears throat> is the Rift. Uh, that car is another one that's in its own niche. It's it's really it's it's a cool, neat car. Um, I know the price point is going to scare people, um, but. Other than that, I mean, like I said, I think it's pretty. It's a pretty cool looking car. Um, I would and like tr try to get my hands on one if I could. Um, it's just, just ordered I one. I just don't know how often I would use it. Is the thing. It's kind of mm. like what happened with my with my Wraith one night. It's almost kind of like what's happening with the Capra. I love my Capra. That thing, that thing can pull lines and can do things that my other cars can't. It's just. I have a thing for going back to like the trail looking trucks all the time. So it's just hard to keep me like motivated to want to keep something that's not a trail truck on the trail. I, yeah, I hear you. Cause we, we, I mean, we buy rigs for work, you know, because like before maybe I just buy a body or whatever and template it and post up the wrap or whatever. But like with us doing parts and stuff, a lot of times now, and especially with the cost of some of these more detailed bodies, especially like the axial JL or the gladiator where you're dropping like well over a hundred bucks in some instances, it just makes more sense to actually just buy the car instead. And so we've got, an axial umg six by six that's never been driven we've got a baja ray that i've driven one time in a parking lot on wet pavement because I, I don't really know what else i would do with the thing you know and it was like that was fun for about the first like 10 minutes and then i was over it and then like i said we have the laser nut car that we haven't i mean it's like touched the ground in the garage, I think. And that was it. I mean, I haven't even like taken it for a spin to see what it's all about. Um, probably finish up the template on that, make a couple changes and get rid of it. But we do have the rift coming. Um, same story with that. Who knows how much it's actually going to get driven if at all, but I'm with you. Like, I think it's rad and I hope I get a chance to drive it or find somewhere to drive it. You know, like I see little rock bouncer groups popping up all over and there's some in Washington now in our area. And I think it would be super fun to go do some stuff like that. But who knows? I, I, I think it was like a brave move on Axial's part to do something like that. Um, because like you said, it is totally like a niche vehicle, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think it was a 
brave and like well executed vehicle for them to come out with and the rock bouncing stuff's gained in a lot of traction and popularity now i mean especially with like you know the backdoor shootout and stuff like that at king of the hammers where you'll see some of the like southern rock bouncing rigs show up for it like it's pretty entertaining to watch and i i really think that an rc version of that would be a pretty good kick in the ass really yeah just don't go pile driving rocks yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like you see everybody talking about all this stuff that breaks and stuff. And like I see posts like that all the time, especially in the element pages. And it's like I haven't broken any of the stuff that these guys are complaining. I just don't get it. So I think when it comes to people being super, super critical about a vehicle, like there's just, there's so many questions that you kind of have to ask or even like answer for yourself before you really can even take what people say seriously, you know, like, I mean, there's some dudes that just flat out don't know how to drive, you know, and like they're breaking stuff left and right and bashing and like getting cars twisted up and you know locked into crevices and stuff and their answer is to throttle out and then you know when they break a housing or something they're on facebook crying about it like i've i've never understood like why people think it's cool to make a post about breaking something like i don't feel like anybody's like sick dude you broke an axle housing you know like what what is like what's your purpose? Like, what's the point you're trying to make by doing that? You know, are you bashing the product? Are you doing some weird flex where you're showing everybody like how hard you drive and you break stuff? Like, I, I don't really understand any of that and definitely don't participate or take any of it seriously. So it's like, you know, just before somebody is, you know, before you take somebody's word on what is a good rig or a bad rig or its faults or what breaks and what doesn't, I mean, like, just please consider the source before you just decide that that's become fact all of a sudden. Agreed. And like I said, I think it's a lot of it's like they want just more people to chime in and, you know, agree with what they're saying. You know, Which even I, still, I don't get that though, because it doesn't change, you know, like it doesn't like unbreak anything that you've broke or doesn't fix a result you could have had somewhere if you hadn't have broken this or that. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, are you looking for sympathy? I mean, cause like, that's not really it either. I mean, it seems like people post that stuff more or less just to like, bash on the brand and talk about like how shitty it is and they would have done something differently or you know like i i just i don't know man like i i can't i can't follow that whole train of thought i don't get it yeah i don't get it either but i mean unfortunately it's part of the culture now and it's not just it's not just in rc i mean i was telling travis you know we're waiting for you it's like i was scrolling through some of my uh, uh notifications on Facebook and I'm part of a L5P Duramax page and somebody said, you know, they're super stoked, you know, they're like, just picked up a new truck, um, new to me truck. He goes, I, I want it to just sit level, look good. You know, um, what's everybody running for leveling kits? And of course you got all these people don't level it. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't run leveling kits. Leveling kits are garbage. This, that, and the other. Da, 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 da. It's like the same thing. It's just like constant, like negativity. And it's like, well, why are you so against it? And then it's funny because you read some of the people that are against it, their examples are using something you should have never done in the first place. You're like, you know, they're like, oh, I went with the the rough country three and a half inch suspension um, or leveling kit. And it's like, dude, if you're going for that much of a lift up front, because basically when you're leveling a truck, you're just doing it to the front of the truck. A three and a half, you might as well have gotten a four inch lift and just turned it down a little bit because you're asking way too much out of your stock geometry. And that's why you have such a horrible ride, but it's like, well, yeah, think about like how far your a arms are down. Then if you're just basically only extending your shock length, it will see. And that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like kind of like use, you know, common sense when you're doing right. some of this, you know, it's like, I can see where doing a leveling kit, you could do it wrong. Then there's ways to do it right. You know, and I'm one of those that like, 
I'm not going to bash somebody for doing it one way. You know, I'm just going to say, Hey, you know, I'm going off of my own personal experience. Like I'm running a kryptonite stage two leveling kit and my truck rides better than it did when I picked it up. So it's like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, but I'm being like, like I said, um, I'm aware of what, you know, I'm doing to the truck. I'm sure. not asking, I'm not asking it to be maxed out. You know, I just want right, to right. lose the rake. That's all. It, it's really alarming to me that people don't question some of the things that they're told, especially when it comes to advice, like on the internet, like we'll leave them unnamed, but a fairly well-known uh, crawler company had a video and they were talking about a uh, brushless system cogging and they were trying to blame it on the battery connector. And like, it was so wildly wrong and incorrect. And they're talking about, well, it cogs because of the gear ratio and because of the battery connector. And I'm just like, it's sensorless, dude. Like, that's why stuff cogs. Like, <laughs> you know, like that sensor makes a motor smooth because it tells the ESC where that rotor's positioned. You don't have that. So yeah, it kind of jumps around until it gets going. Like it has nothing to do with whether or not it's got a Dean's plug or something on it. Like that's absurd. But this dude fully believed that that was the truth. And that's what he's telling people. And people don't know any better. And they just believe whatever they're told, especially when it's from like another business. And it was definitely the most wildly inaccurate thing bit of information i've ever seen put out by somebody who has a fairly decent history in the rc crawling community like i was i was legitimately shocked well it's like what i was telling you last night the thing that's interesting is it's like if you're going to touch on that what you need to do is you need to go full in if you're going to go that if you're going to go to that far or those lengths to to put out a video like that I think you need to like break it down a little bit more because, you know, and this is again from, you know, personal experience sort of, um, back when the ultra five came out, Elio was like dead set on doing it. So he put a sensorless, I think he put the, the, um, the Valenium system in one of his cars and cause he wanted to do, he wanted, you know, he didn't want to spend any money on, you know, something else for something to just have fun. And he put that in there and he kept playing with the gearing until he got it. So like it barely cogged, like you would have thought it was a censored setup, but because he had the gearing, you know, just right, you could almost hide it. Yeah. Like you were cheat it. Sure. Yeah. But it's like, so like, if you're going to start saying like, oh yeah, you know, the gear ratio to this is da, 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 which is the reason why. And it's like, okay, you already started trying to like dive into the like gear ratios. I think you need to explain a little bit more on yeah, the, the internal ratio of like the transmission and stuff directly affects what it's doing at the axle exactly. too. Like, and then tire size and stuff, you can't give like this little half truth about something and then be like, just gloss over the rest like oh yeah no this should have four tens and it doesn't it's like a two point whatever and that's for like a highway car so this is wrong it's like no dude this is an rc car and none of that translates to what you're saying right now like you're not considering the final gear ratio with the transmission or anything else like you can't just throw that out there and just be like okay that's good enough you know yeah, exactly. And I, and I agree with you on that. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you're going to start putting stuff out there, you need to kind of like give the whole story. Um, you can't just, like you said, it's like cookie cutter. It's like they're picking and choosing what they want to put out there instead of putting the whole thing together for somebody to let them make up their own mind on what it is at hand. Yeah. The battery connector thing killed me. Cause I'm just like, dude, current going through the battery connection does not do anything for the motor cogging like it cogging isn't a current issue it's, yeah i mean you could direct solder your battery leads right to the esc and have no connector and it's still gonna do the same exact thing oh yeah i just i don't know it, it just i i really wish people would just exercise a little more common sense but then again there's a lot of dudes that just aren't mechanically inclined that are in the hobby and 
they're not necessarily one-to-one enthusiasts. They just want to drive RC cars, you know? And so they don't have like a technical background, like a lot of us, like diehard nerd types do that come from like real world applications and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know, just, just my two cents worth. I just, I wish people would ask some questions because my well, God, it would just make the internet a better place. Cause it wouldn't start all this weird shit. Well, not just that. It's just like, I mean, it's like do a little more research and actually try to get like enough reputable stuff, you know, and it's not just with RC, it's with anything. Like if you're looking for information, it's like, it's like, I remember it's like, it's almost like being back in grade school again. You know, it's like, you know, your teachers always told you they wanted to see, you cite, know, your your, cite your sources, but not just that they wanted you to have like three different sources. They, they, they would give you like, at least for us, they used to do this. Like you could use three internet, but they want to see you using one like published source, you know, like that actually, you know, cause anybody could put anything online, but those right, books right. go through a publishing, you know, um, company so that way like you know that somebody legitimately read over it knew that everything that was going in there wasn't just somebody that decided to insert this here i mean like if books were like how the internet was we'd be doomed because anybody anybody could pick up a book and they could just throw their own page in there and be like yep i'm adding this to it and that's the you know that's (laughs) it's not gonna tear these couple pages out so it never happened and we're good to go you know i mean and that's and that's the problem so it you know it's just like do a little research and then start to like see a pattern like if there's like a certain style of like the way people are answering things like you know um if somebody's ripping on something so hard and it's always like the same either like group of people or like or it's the same like i don't even want to say well it's true because it does happen or if it's like a certain company that's always ripping on the same thing that kind of tells you you know, hey, that may not a hundred percent be true. You know, there might be some truth to it because I'm also one of those firm believers that everything that's out there, a percent of what they're saying, there is a percent of that that's true, but it's not always a hundred percent. Yeah, like their truth can be totally different than your truth. Like it can be two percent. Yeah, like but, they're you know they're saying this rig's a piece of crap and that it breaks and everything. And yeah, in their world, that's true. But what they aren't telling you is that they ran it into a curb or, you know, it did just something catastrophically stupid. I mean, nobody like asks the questions and like it all comes back to just people posting whatever the hell they want just to look for some sort of validation. And others see that and they act like, oh, you know, that's, you know. I'm going to take this as gospel now and that's how it is. And you know, you're not going to change my mind. And it just, it gets so old. I mean, it's like, consider the source. What do they have to gain by saying what they're saying? Is it because they're a sponsored driver or contracted customer and they're doing their, you know, internetly duties to promote said company that they have no experience representing because they're brand new. I mean, like it, dude, it's just such a freaking disaster out there right now that don't believe anything you read because there's just 98% of everybody's just full of shit. Yep. I mean, I'm being kind of blunt and generalizing a little bit, but I mean, honestly, like it, when you break it down and just look at it a little more objectively, it really is that stupid. Oh, I agree did we get through all the questions or did i just take off and just no we, no we that was the last one. leave everybody behind with my you just rant. left us left us in the dust <laughs> i'm such a whiner it's okay everybody needs a good cry every once in a while i know i, I didn't get mine today I should have. <laughs> uh, I'll cry myself to sleep later, and tomorrow's a new day. Uh, I did get like one of the coolest messages today, though, from a dude that, like, okay, he 
bought one of our EPX kits and he wanted to like slam his ride height. Right. And like, I mean, like lower than we really kind of intended it to go. And he was having issues with the drive shaft hitting his battery tray mount. Like mine, I notched my battery tray so the drive shaft would clear it, but mine's not so low that it, the drive shaft was actually touching the mount at all though. And so what he had done is he just used a bench grinder and actually did a really, really nice job notching it for using just a bench driver or a bench grinder. And, uh, this is what he said. It was really, really cool. And it's like, it's just one of those messages that you just always really want to hear from somebody. And I figure maybe we can kind of wrap up on this note, you know, especially since we're talking about like perspective and everybody kind of has their angle or, you know, truth that they're speaking from. So this customer says, have you compared your Sendero LCG kit to a G speed rig? And to that, I replied, no, I haven't. While there's some similarities, it's just not a side-by-side -side direct comparison, mostly due to the rear link riser and battery tray chassis stiffener. Ours is definitely aimed at being super low-key and not so in-your-face noticeable like some of the stainless or carbon chassis, for example. We didn't want to make it as obvious as those flat rail chassis do because it can detract from the scale appearance. And like that was kind of our mission with this project you know i said we had a different end goal in mind i guess you could say i thought it'd be cool to be able to very easily bolt on components that you see in a flat chassis and build yourself a cool sleeper rig i'm all about finding compromise in between performance and scale looks we could have done a flat chassis like everyone else but look at the bickering and problems created by fans of this brand versus that brand i just want to stay away from all that drama so we just do our own thing and ignore what everybody else says that they're doing you know, and so he says, well, you've done it well. I placed fifth in my first comp out of 47 and second place in my second comp out of 33 in part because of your kit. It's like, dude, that's rad. Like, that's exactly what you want to hear, you know? And like, it was just, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I was just super stoked to end my work day on like reading that. And, you know, it kind of like hit home that, there's always like more to it than just what somebody says. Like when people are trying to, let's say, compare our product to flat rail chassis, you know, like we have different components. Like there's things that are included that the others don't even touch on. And there's things that we had in mind when we were designing it. And for that reason, you can't say like, well, is this better than this? It's because they're not the same. They're not, you know, they're not apples to apples. Now, if we were a flat chassis manufacturer and they were asking us to compare our flat chassis to somebody else's, like nobody in good conscience can tell you that their flat rail chassis is better than another person's flat rail chassis. Like they're all basically the same design with a couple little curves and maybe more or less holes. But if you laid all of those chassis rails on top of each other, like there's really very, very minute differences. And it's one of those things that like, if somebody's like, oh yeah, this is the best. It's like, they're lying to you. Like it, it's not like, dig deeper, find out why, you know, what was their goal? What is it that does make it better? What, what does it do that others don't like nobody asks that stuff they want, like the quick and easy answer. And that's just like what they roll with. Like it's that way with it's, it's not just like an RC thing. I think it's just a society thing. It's that way with our news. Like people read headlines and don't read the story. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a lot like how RC is on Facebook, especially when it comes to like rig or brand reputations um, and things like that. It's like, you just, you never have the whole story from multiple sides or one objective opinion on something. It, there's always some kind of like underlying motivational factor with that stuff. So if there's anything I could even possibly like pass on is classified as useful information from this episode it's just ask the right questions do your research talk to people you drive with stay the hell off of facebook and enjoy the hobby for what
but it is. Thank you. Good night. That's it. <laughs> and now he's dropping the mic. No, no, I, I'm not. No mic drops. I'm not that cool. <laughs> well, all right. I don't know. Isn't that kind of useful? Like, is does that is someone taking away something like halfway intelligent from tonight? Like, is that okay? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Good. See, you started off the show kind of rocky, and then you finished it off strong. I don't know if I'd call that. I mean, I, like, I finished it off. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it a strong finish at all. I would say it's like <laughs> trying really, really hard to like be of some use to somebody tonight, other than just being an inconvenience or putting somebody behind schedule or any of the other awesome things that I managed to do today. Well, Hey, I was trying to build your self esteem back up, but you know what, if that's how you want to, you know, handle it, go for it. No, I'm going to, I'm going to hop on like the element group and just talk tons of shit to try and build my self esteem back up. I'm going to tell everybody that they're doing it wrong and their stuff's stupid. And I will go to sleep tonight and sleep like a baby. Because that's what this hobby is about. Who can flex harder? Sick. That was such an uncomfortable long silence. Like honestly, it makes me not <laughs> want to do the show anymore. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even want to talk anymore now. Like, it, like <laughs> I'll say something, and I'm like, "You did good. You did really good." And then it's just crickets. I'm like. Travis is like 10 minutes later. Okay. Well, cool, cool, cool story, bro. Yeah, no, I, I don't even get that. It's just like, okay. And I'm just sitting here like a little tear rolling down my cheek. Like, what was that? Not good. Like, what did I do wrong? You know, like, give me some reassurance here, but no, I don't get that. I just get whatever the hell that was. <laughs> I don't know what kind of answer you're looking for here. I don't know. You're my kid. You're supposed to like love me or something. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> something. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, I think part of it's um, our producer's tired and he wants to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's like 9.30. I can understand that. Yeah, I'm running good. on about four hours too, so I'm thinking about taking a quick nap and getting back after it out here in the shop again Man, he's gonna take a power nap and just you know and then two red bulls later that's kind of what i've been doing lately man like i've just kind of <laughs> been working around the clock with like little breaks and lots of caffeine and that's really kind of just been my program this week like i think travis and i started texting at like 5 30 this morning or something like that yeah and like i was just wide awake like i was right at the point where i'd like just sat down and was like okay do i want to go to bed or do i want to stay up and then like asked me a couple questions about some stuff and i was like you know what i'm just gonna stay up yeah yeah it's been one of those weeks it's been a great yeah, i'm not bitching about it it's it's necessary you know like it's yeah. it's just how it is you know it's it's our it's our reality man i don't hate it or Anything like that, it just is what it is and get through it the best you can. Yep, that's all you can do. Yeah. Well, this was fun, even though you guys made me self-conscious as hell and I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, yeah. Until oh, you're time. so full of it. You'll be back next week. No. No, I'm damaged now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were damaged before this. <laughs> That's entirely All right, possible. so we'll reconvene at <laughs> March 17th at 7.30. Maybe turn on your computer if at 6.30. Yeah, maybe <laughs> turn on your day computer before. the day before. I'll, I'll restart my computer the day before, and then it should be done by then. Perfect. <sighs> Such is life. Can we please stop doing this so I don't say any more dumb shit? I'm waiting for you to stop talking. <laughs> can, I, can I just go yet?
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I really don't want. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll get you the we'll get you the vanquish vs410 sweatshirt to make up for it yeah there you go see that was you talking still that wasn't me i just want to be done <laughs> let me go <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> i hate you all good night <laughs>